Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. No, but you like never really like you're a rule follower with authority. For so sure. much so. Like I feel like I was until I got to college. And even then, like I still kind of was, but like there was things that I felt could be could fly under the radar. Yeah. yeah. What is up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Overshare. I'm Jocelyn Davis with my girl, Lils. Lils, what's up? Hi. Just hanging, you know, in the same place I always am. Yeah, so we are still at home. We are still social distancing. And I can't tell if it's like, some days I wake up and I'm like, is it February or is it like 2025? It feels like time is going by like really, really, really slow, but also very fast at the same time. Like 2020 is over halfway done. Do you remember when this first started, when COVID first started and we were like, oh my gosh, like there's no way this is going to last until July or August. Now I'm convinced, I'm actually convinced this is not going to be over for at least two more years. Just well, saying. and it's funny because I actually feel like kind of, should we just get into our first segment? Actually, Yeah, let's just jump in. Let's okay. jump in. So over it. What she said. Well, um, to continue what we were talking about, I'm pretty over being inside, but, um, I'm actually going to like mess up this segment because I'm over being inside, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel guilty because I'm almost thankful that I do have the time to just not go anywhere and let my back like heal itself. No, 100%. And also, I don't know if the people listening to this podcast have seen any videos on Lily's personal YouTube channel, which I highly recommend you head over and check out because you... Your aesthetic is so cozy. Every place you've lived has always been like the inside of a Pottery Barn catalog. You know, I love a lot of fuzzy blankets, love a love a good throw pillow. Um, so that's pretty much my entire life is just like blankets and sweats and pillows. So it's really not a bad, wow, can't talk. It's really not a bad place to be. So you're not over being inside, but you are over being it's inside. It's like I'm over not being able to do like, I think I, I don't really thrive off like weekly social activities, but it's like once in a while, I'd like to like go to some kind of event or trip that then kind of like makes up for lost time. So I'm over not being able to like go on a like little weekend getaway. But in terms of just like not being able to go like even to like our office and stuff, like, do you know how much that saves me in terms of energy and pain? Well, totally. And I think honestly, that's been one of the beautiful things to come out of this time period is that people and businesses are reevaluating the importance of like everything. I've always said, I think so many people can be working from home. I think a lot more people are just getting way more done when they're on their own time, when they can nap at their leisure, when they can do things on their own time. Although we did, we're just talking about earlier that I am kind of, I'm over the, um, I feel like the social norms of sleeping schedules. 
Oh, yes. Because you are now a vampire. You're a vampire. I guess the reason that I'm a vampire is because I I get more done when I think that no one's going to bother me. So, like, Mm -hmm. I prefer to be productive when everyone else isn't being productive. But um, at the same time, then if someone wants to, like, get on a phone call or, you know, like, record a podcast, like, I would normally be (laughs) sleeping right now. (laughs) That's true. We are actually recording kind of early in the morning. And on the reel, I already told Lily this, but I almost called her this morning because, like, this was actually kind of early for me. And I know if it was early for me, it was, like, really, really early for you. And I love that you're already pounding a Dr. Pepper because... I'm on my 17th cup of coffee. Yay. Oh my God. I don't, do you, how many do you go through? You know, I've been trying to cut back. So I'm only having like two and a half cups a day of coffee. But since I like the flavor of it, I have been incorporating decaf, which is against my religion. But my beliefs are changing in old age, apparently. See, that's I don't like the flavor at all. So decaf sounds absolutely terrible to me. I love it. Apparently, like, it's bad for your womb to have too much caffeine. And since I'm on this whole TTC, try to conceive journey. Yeah, you're trying to have a baby and, like, be a real Yeah, Yeah, I know. But I feel like my baby will be happier if it's drinking coffee from, from like, inception. It's going to come out like jazz hands. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did you already um, say what you're over? No. So I'm over all the same things you are in my own little way. But the main thing I am over at the this very moment that we are recording this podcast is the fact that I'm 38 years old. 38 years old. Okay. And I'm trying to fight wrinkles, trying to fight anti-aging. And yet I still get the most gargantuan if that's, is that how you say it? Mammoth size, huge underground, painful zits oh, on my yes, face yes. all the time. Like, seriously? Well, when also this, at age 30, ever- I feel your pain because you guys can't see right now, but oh my God, what I've been dealing with the last month, there's a reason I've not been recording any Insta stories or posting videos. I mean, mostly because I not really wanted to show my face anyway, but also just open wounds from all of them that because they, they hurt and you want to pick it out. See, and I am able to like mind over matter trick myself, but this is so huge. And I always get them in the same place. I know that they're like hormone related and definitely stress related 100%. But have you heard about maskne? It's acne. That's from your mask because everybody's wearing masks all the time. I I was thinking like face mask and I was like, like it makes you break out more instead of it. Got it. Um, I don't, I've heard that and I wondered, and I actually brought it up to Lisa too, but then she was like, shut me down real quick. She was like, you don't wear it. Like the only time I'm going outside, I'm only going to get food like once a day, maybe usually Lisa and I'll go through a drive-thru. We're not, I don't ever have it on longer than like a trip to Target. So, but I guess some people are attributing if you're working all day. Yes. If you are really wearing it all day, which like I'm home most of the time and I'm wearing it like a very small portion of the day, but any, any acne you have right here is all from stress and hormones. So I guess that I'm just going to be like this for the rest of my life, but I'm over it. I'm super, super over it and ready for it to be over. Ironically, I actually just started birth control like a month ago to try and- 
I, the last thing that I should be trusted with is taking anything at the same time every day. <laughs> Thank God I'm not taking it to like actually prevent a pregnancy. I'm, I'm like, just trying to get my skin under control. But like, <laughs> you missed a pill. No, I just always miss it. So I feel like I don't know if it, I, no, it's clearly not working, but I don't know if that's because it like isn't working or because I'm stupid and forget to take it for like two days and then. Wait, so this is a personal question, but why are you taking it? Are you taking it for your skin specifically? Yes, 100%. <laughs> That is literally the only reason. <laughs> I'm like, Lily, do you have some secrets to share with our overshare audience? Nope. I wish I had a secret quarantine boyfriend, but no one here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of which, I want to have Molly Burke on the show really, really soon. Oh yeah, she's a boyfriend. Because she has a COVID quarantine boyfriend that she met during quarantine, but did not meet face to face until like pretty recently. And like, I think it's like going to be a rom-com like script or something. I'm so happy for her. Anyways, Lil, are you ready to jump into the overshare? What? I think we should begin the overshare. Okay. So today we are going to be sharing stories of when we got in trouble at school, which I know if you guys know us, Lily and I are both complete angels, total angel babies. I feel like I've given myself a bad reputation and people think that I was like a worse kid than I am. No, but you like never really like you're a rule follower with authority for so sure. Much so like I feel like I was until I got to college and even then like I still kind of was but like there was things that I felt could be a- could fly under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> but like even in your okay, like this is a video on your channel. It's not a secret. Even when we went to Italy and you got taken into custody. <laughs> Um, you were like scared. You weren't like f the police, f oh, the authorities. No, no you that's, were crying. Like, that's like the thought of confrontation or getting in trouble by an authority figure. Oh my god! No, and just authority figures in general just make me really nervous. Like even growing up, like teachers, I I never back talked to a teacher ever. That was no. like, mortifying. Like teachers loved me because I was total kiss ass, one hundred percent. So did you <laughs> get in trouble at school? <laughs> it was like. Total kiss ass when I would go. <laughs> so that's, I guess, my main one is, um, I remember specifically one of my best friends. I ended up quitting. I did basketball freshman, sophomore, and probably like half of junior year. It was like, as soon as I didn't have to do PE, if I quit, that's when I quit. Um, but my friend Lawrence was uh, really good. So she stayed and was like on varsity senior year and was like six feet tall. So I remember I would go with her to practice sometimes. And I was kind of, it was a new coach the senior year. And of course he was like actually really cool and a good coach. So the year I leave, but I then am just friends with him because it's like, oh, Lawrence's friend is coming to practice. And I remember he specifically would always, we told him this once and he never let me live it down. And I don't think I realized when I told him like how ridiculous it was. And that's why he kept bringing it up. But basically that one time, um, my mom got like a letter in the mail and it was from, I don't even know who sends it, if it's like the district or if it's like the government or something, but it was essentially like, 
Um, your daughter has not is, has missed like X amount of days, and you're going to be legally punished if she doesn't go more. Like Wait, if so she misses anymore, would you ditch like full days of school, or were so, you just ditching like a half a day? So my mom would then she gets this letter and she comes to talk to me about. It. She's like, "What the hell? What? Like you haven't missed that much school? Like I know I've called you out sometimes because the key is if you get called out for like a doctor's appointment, and it's of like, course." Oh, she had a doctor's appointment at 10. They don't, like, have a set time you're supposed to get there, so you could just never show up, and then you're cleared for the day. I don't know how that was a thing and how they let that, like, ever into the system, but <laughs> I did, very much so. And then eventually, um, on top of that, I would ditch a couple times, but, like, not really, because after you got two truancies, you got suspended or something. Oh. So instead... My loophole, my sister would call me out and pretend to be my mom. So she had like a mature enough voice, I guess, that she called me like, hi, I'm Linda Marston, blah, blah. And I, it happened so many times. And I don't know why she even would do it because she definitely didn't get anything out of it. And probably, I don't think she ever really got in trouble by my mom. But uh, then eventually we get this letter in the mail and my mom's like, what is, like, you haven't missed that at school? What are you talking about? And I'm like, well, the thing well, is, Amy's been coming in hot. <laughs> and um, then uh, I had to start going to school. So my mom, you know, didn't get arrested. Wait, so did that like affect your grades or anything or not really? Because you're a good student. That's I. You probably I didn't like, have to try very hard. You're one of those people who's just naturally smart and gets A's without like doing anything. The thing is, is like, I'm not good at paying attention necessarily or like, I'm good at taking notes if I am, like, if I am really focused, but, like, otherwise, I'm kind of all over the place. I think my saving grace is that I wouldn't say I have a photographic memory, but I do have a very good visual memory. So if I, like, see a word, like, I'm really good at spelling, for example, because, <laughs> like, it's, if I see a word once, then I'll usually, like, remember... I don't How know. to spell it forever. <laughs> but so when I'm studying for stuff, like, I don't usually... It's not like I'm, like, super up-to-date on all the curriculum throughout the semester. I just would study, like, right before the test and, like, cram and then forget everything the next day. You're like my sister. Like, you didn't probably have to, like, try very hard. You're, like, naturally smart and, like, you just, you're just naturally smart. I think you could get A's, like, in your sleep. Yeah. Also, I, high school wasn't hard for us. Like, <laughs> I, my high school definitely wasn't. I wasn't in, like, I think I dropped out of any honors and AP classes by the time I was a junior. So everything was just, like, pretty easy for you. watch a movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, I don't think I got in trouble at all. Otherwise, it was, like, I was friends with the teachers and they would let me leave. Or, like, I had, like, a guy uh, that was, like, he would be in like his golf cart and check people's passes. He would drive me to my car so I could ditch class. And then I would bring him back. Well, that was how it was at my high school. I was always far too scared to do anything bad in high school. Were you in student government? Oh yeah. I did all. I mean, I was like the epitome of just like so straight laced. Um, But I can get into that. I can get into that when it's my turn to overshare. If you are finished. I'm done. Carry on. Okay. So I'm the oldest child in my family and I definitely have like all the characteristics that are stereotypical of an oldest child. Like as even as far as like the, the dynamic of the relationship between me and my parents goes, like my parents were and are so much harder on me than they are on my siblings, which I'm For sure some you reason, your see. sister seems older to me. Well, she did not. About 15 years ago, 
my sister used to ditch school, <gasps> go to parties where people were drinking. She got in trouble one time for telling my parents she was hanging out with a friend and she drove her car to Oregon to visit a guy. She's done a lot Oregon. of crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were like, why are there 4,000 miles on your car that we bought for you? So like, that's the kind of stuff my sister used to do when we were young. Now, I think because she is a mom and she's a teacher and she has a family and like, she's very zipped up. It's totally a different story, but she used to be savage. Like, she when used did to you be... start drinking? I didn't really start drinking until definitely I was in college and not even my freshman year of college, but like more my sophomore year. So probably when I was like, <laughs> 20 or something because let me tell you what do you do at college (laughs) I have so many great stories because I witnessed so much stuff freshman year that no one else remembers which is a major perk of being like the sober driver because when I was in college we didn't have like uber or we didn't either discount cab so and we barely getting a cab was like an act of god in the city of Irvine so I mean I was the driver always and I witnessed the most hilarious stuff. Like I have so many stories about all of my friends from that time of life. But when I was in high school, you also have to keep in mind, my dad was the principal of the other high school in my town. So like my dad already knew who was throwing parties. He knew what was going on. He knew who the good kids were in town, who the bad kids were. He knew all the police. He knew every, oh yeah, oh yeah. I see, I don't feel like our principal, like our school wasn't that in tune with what people were doing outside of school. Oh my gosh, Downey is the smallest small town of all time. My dad knew everything. I am still genuinely scared of my parents. Like growing up, my parents were never those parents who were like, we want to be a cool mom. We want to be your friends. My dad would straight up tell me, I'm not your friend. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if your friends don't like me. If they ask why you can't come to their parties, you tell them it's because I don't like them. And I was like, oh. Did you have the friend's parents that are like, I don't care what happens. If you need a ride, you give me a call. My mom was not that mom. Well, that's the funny part, though, is that my parents were like, we know you guys are still kind of idiots and you're probably going to try to break the rules. So you get a one-time pass where you can call us. We will always. I think that's a great parenting tactic. And my parents were like, we'll do it one time where you don't have to tell us what's up. But if you pull this BS again, then you're in trouble. I can remember coming home from a party once and my dad was like waiting up for me. And he's like, give me a hug. And I was like, shit. I'm like, he's trying to smell me. Thankfully, I never drank or did anything. But um, I don't feel like I I definitely never drank if I was coming when my mom didn't know that I was drinking I feel like I didn't do it and come back home it was never like a like a sneaking back in it was that I was sleeping somewhere else well it didn't matter because in Downey the police would always break up high school parties and I went to one high school party ever where there was drinking and the police came and me and my high school boyfriend had to hop the fence to get out because I was like if the police every Arizona party I've ever gone to because they knew me and they'd be like Oh, we'll take you home personally to your dad. Oh my God. You literally, it's like you were living in like a CW show where it's like your dad. I mean, usually the dad isn't the principal. It's that they're like the local mayor or something. something. But, um, oh wow. So wait, did you ever use your, your one pass? Uh, no, I never did because like I said, I was scared of my parents. I still am scared of my parents to a very large degree. But to get back to the topic of this episode, getting in trouble in oh, school, yeah. this might be hard to believe, but I was a bad 
kid in elementary school. I what, got sent what, to the what office. That, what even qualifies as being a bad kid in elementary school? Well, I also have to give you some context. So when I started kindergarten, I very vividly remember I didn't go to preschool. I was a total badass. I did not go to preschool because my parents just didn't send me, right? Um, And I remember showing up to kindergarten on the first day. And I don't know what the hell my parents told me to instill confidence in me. But I remember walking into the class and being like, I can tell all these people are so dumb. I'm like, even the teacher's kind of (laughs) dumb. These are the thoughts in my five-year-old brain. I was like... I'm just clearly the smartest person here. Like, I actually genuinely thought I was the smartest person in the class. I remember thinking, like, the teacher's arts and crafts ideas were not innovative enough for me. Like, I thought she should think more outside of the box. Anyways, that was the peak of my confidence, and it's just gone downhill since then. But long story short, um, I went to a very small private school, and all the kids at my school were, like, very high achieving. Like that was kind of like the vibe at the school. And all of us were like way too confident. I don't know what our parents were telling us, but we thought we were like in charge of the school. My sister at one point told someone at the school, this is how savage she was. She told the playground monitor, she got in trouble on the playground. And she was like, he, he told her, he was like, this is my playground. You abide by my rules. And Allie goes, Actually, this is my playground because my parents pay for me to go to school here. So I'm pretty sure it's not your playground. Like, what a bitch. What a crazy thing to say. Anywho, um, in fifth grade, I had a lot of issues with my teacher. I felt that she was not teaching us well, that I was not learning anything from her. And one, one week, actually, my classmates and I went on strike. And we refused to say the Pledge of Allegiance until she heard our grievances. And that was like where things went downhill. So my mom heard about us going on strike and wait, I feel like you've told this story before. Have and then I? You write, yeah. Didn't you write her a note? And like- yeah. So my mom, who's a teacher was like, Jocelyn, you know, we really want to like help you come to terms with this. And also I was always taught by my parents who are in education that if you ever disrespect your teacher, you're done. Like you're never leaving the house again for the rest of your life. So I asked my mom, what should I do? And she was like, here's what you should do, Jaws. You should just keep a running list of all the things that this teacher does that you feel are just not appropriate or not working for you. By the way, I'm 10. Who gives a crap what I think, right? So one day I'm sitting at my little desk in the last row of the classroom. I pull out a piece of my college, my college lined or college ruled paper and a pencil and in cursive, I write a header at the top of the page that says things I like that this teacher does or sorry things this teacher does that I hate. And I start making a list, just a running list. And the teacher walks up to me and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm writing a letter to a friend of mine that lives out of state. And she was like, no, you're not. And she grabbed the paper. She snatched it away. And she said, everyone at this school is going to know what a bad little girl you are when I'm done with you. And I was like, I feel um, like you're, you're talking about like a scene from Matilda and they're going to like take no. you by your pigtails and throw you over the fence. But Lily, that's how it literally was. And I remember thinking in my mind, like, actually, probably you're going to get fired over this most likely. Cause that's how psycho I was as a kid. I was too confident. So I go to the office and it was a private Christian school. And the, the principal was like, Let's pray about this. And I was like, okay, sure. Sounds good. I did not get in trouble. Um, a few weeks later, my, well, my parents got called and my parents were just kind of like, 
when is this lady getting tired? Like, oh, like, yeah, fuck. We didn't tell her to do that. Um, so cut to like two weeks later. It was after school. And me and my classmates were playing on the playground. And this teacher's car got stolen out of the parking lot. And all of us saw it happen. And everyone was just like, yay, hooray. And the teacher was just like running down the street, like chasing after the car. And um, her contract did not get renewed the next year. I have no idea what happened to her. But as an adult, I think about it. And I was, I'm like, okay, I get that I was confident, but I was like, I was a bad kid. Like I was, I was. I mean, I think the worst you did was like, right? Why you didn't like your teacher when you were ten? I think or five. It's (laughs) just, it's just crazy. But I got sent to the office kind of a lot. Did Um, you guys have like? I remember in elementary school, if you didn't like, I was someone that if I didn't bring my homework or if I like forgot my book, like I would cry. Like that is the level of like. I could not get in trouble. I emotionally could not handle it. And um, I just remember if you forgot your homework or you didn't do it, you had to go sit on the wall at recess. <gasps> it's so very dramatic. And it was literally just like a little like wall around like a big oak tree that was outside the front office. And uh, there would be like a yard, uh, like a, we call them yard duties. Is that what they're called <laughs> everywhere? Um Oh, Would you have God. to pick up trash? I just had a flashback to like who that there was some that was there was a guy named Santa. His nickname was Santa. And he would uh, play Santa at the mall every year as well. <laughs> uh, I forgot what his real name is. And then there was a lady named Debbie and she was always very angry. And she had a kid that was around my age and she followed us from elementary school to middle school to high school. And she would it was get off the playground. That was just that was her go to line. And she'd just scream at people and have her little trash thing. Did you guys but, um, have in high school something called tardy sweep? No. Oh like my god. Supermarket gosh. sweep. <laughs> so tardy sweep was basically that if you were not in class when the bell rang for you to like be in class and be sitting in your desk. The security on campus, we had like a ton of security at my school, would sweep through the hallways, gather everyone, and then you would be put into the cafeteria for the whole entire hour where you were forced to like, you know, write like, I will be a good kid. I will be a good kid. Yeah, over and over again. And I got caught in tardy sweep one time and my dad called me into his office, okay, like at the other school and he was like, I heard you got called to tardy sweep. He's like, that's a d- disgrace to our family. Don't embarrass us like that again. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm How telling dare you, you. But then here's the thing with my sister. She literally, Lily, ditched school as much as you. Okay. And my brother, just like my parents were like, as long as you're alive, we're happy. <laughs> like, so much different. So yeah, that's. Different. I feel like by the end of high school, our family had like been through a lot. My mom was kind of just like, whatever, as long as you're like not <laughs> doing anything that bad. Like as long as you're not doing drugs, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look how far we've come. Lois. I'm trying to, look I don't even think I ever really far. got, I got detention once Stop. and it was, I think it was literally because I like didn't bring my book to class. I'm like, that shouldn't be detention. Like that's stupid. I would have died. I would have died if I got detention or like suspended. I have a friend that got suspended from you school. You have to do a lot to get suspended. Well, I my friend Sarah in Newport, they had oh, what were they called? 70 72. Saturday school? No, it was something in in Orange County that they would have the it was like literally learning about this is the craziest thing in the world. 
they were big. Like they all started drinking in like eighth grade. And I feel like they actually had parties that didn't get broken up and they would like get really rowdy. And if you got caught drinking, they also would drink a lot at school events, which that was something I absolutely never did. Cause they like at prom and dances and stuff, they would breathalyze people. Yeah, they too. You would get like, you would get, you couldn't graduate. You would get like expelled. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, they don't let you walk at graduation. But um, for them, it was like, they would drink at like football games and like random, like people would drink just like dirt at lunch and like go back to class and they if you got caught which like a few of their friends did they got some weird like demerit but then they made you like I should look it up they made you switch schools so it was like they would go to like the neighboring high school for like a period of time and then they would eventually come back that's crazy I mean I know the strangest thing and I was like wait what do you mean for drinking they make you literally change high schools and they're like yeah, like, how does that solve anything? When I was in high school, too, and this is, like, a very small town thing, um, we had, like, off-duty police officers on campus every day. Ours so, drove a truck with rims. So if you got, like, in trouble for fighting at school or drinking at school or something, not only would you get suspended, you would also get, like, a $500 ticket for disturbing the peace. So no one ever at Downey High... No one ever did anything bad. It was, like, the most peaceful school. Not because people cared about getting suspended. It was more about, like, I don't have 500 bucks to spend on my ticket. Understandable. I feel like we used to have, um, like, pretty consistently they would have drug dogs come. Same. And they would, um, I remember always being like, people are so stupid. Why would you bring it to school? And it's like. Well, so your parents don't fight it at home, probably. So they would leave it in. Um, I didn't smoke weed, so I was like, I don't get it. Weed's gross. Now I'm like, mm, that sucks. Um, if you have it in your car, they would uh, just bring the dogs and go up and down, it, and they would literally like call you out of class, and you have to go open your car, and they let the dogs search it. That's crazy. Get... Yeah, I don't one think time they got like arrested, but they got tickets no. all the time. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The whole wrestling team got taken out one year before the big finals. I remember like their lunch table, all their backpacks got confiscated and literally I was like, well, looks like the wrestling. What? Was it just weed? It was weed. But this is like back in the late 90s when like, I mean, you have to understand like even like in the last like, I don't know, five, 10 years, it has changed so much. When I was a kid growing up, weed might as well have been like crystal meth or something. Well, I mean, in high school, literally, I looked at it like it was like, (gasps) like, you smoke? That's like, "Mm." And now you can, like, basically buy weed at Target. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just like a total, total difference. (laughs) Um, Wow. Oh, God. And even, like, this can go down a really random other tangent, but I feel like we haven't been talking that long, so shall I? Yes! (laughs) Um, You just remind me of the wrestling team getting in trouble. There was a time in college, I think I wanted to even maybe do a story time about this on my channel, but it in college, I got st- the first semester or second semester, first semester of uh, freshman year, I got strep throat like 
a million times. Like, literally, I think I got four times in one semester. It's probably because you were making out with too many dirty birds. Not even. Because I got struck <laughs> too many times. I couldn't even go out. It was so sad. But um, I... <laughs> Remember, there was one weekend where I started feeling really sick and everyone was going out. It was like a Friday night. Everyone's going out. So I knew I wanted to stay in, but I was like, oh, but I feel left out. So I went to the pregame. And then as soon as they were all done pregaming, they all go to the frats or something. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back to my dorm. I get there and I'm start walking down the hall and I see, and I like don't have, I need to wear glasses, but never do. Can't see far away that well. And I'm like kind of squinting and I see someone sitting on the floor, like past where my door is and a girl that's like trying to open the door next to where this guy's sitting. Can't really tell what condition they're in, but the closer I get, I realize that I know who they are. It's a guy that lives down the hall and his girlfriend who happens to be friends with one of my friends that I was just with. Um... Or actually, no, she wasn't even there because she didn't go out either. So she ends up coming because I call her. But uh, so I know about these people. I go down. The girl is very frantic. And she's like, oh, my God, will you help me? Like, can he use your bathroom? I look down. And this is this guy that lives down the hall from me. And I'm sober because I didn't drink at this pregame. I'm like also like on the cusp of having a fever in the morning when I was coming down. Yeah. Trip. And I see that look down and see this guy. He's covered in like. I don't even know what's all over him besides like throw up for sale, but um, flour and like God knows he's been like antiqued, you know. When people, oh like, yeah, <laughs> tell um, the people, tell the people listening if you're not what familiar, antiquing is. Let me Urban Dictionary. What it means? I just typed in antiquing, and it's like the activity or pastime of searching or shopping for antiques. No, y'all, uh, we want the slang dictionary version. <laughs> Uh, the use of flour thrown in sleeping vict- uh, in a sleeping victim's face to make them appear um, dusty. That literally, this isn't even written right. But basically, you wait till someone passes out and you throw uh, flour on them. It's really funny. I mean, it's really mean, but it's <laughs> it really like, funny. I never really understood. But so he has stuff all over him, and he and he has um, sharpie. There's like dicks drawn on his face and stuff. He's, was he rushing a frat? Maybe he was. <laughs> He just joined the lacrosse team. Oh, God. And they apparently, I think, were pretty good. And this is my freshman year. So it's 2008, almost 2009. Yeah. And he uh, had just joined. He, I already knew because he was like in one of my film classes too, but he lived in the dorms and we all like had been friends. So wasn't good friends with him. Didn't like him that much. But he... I was very familiar, didn't drink. So it was very strange to see him like completely just, I mean, it made sense actually. But I was like, wait, what's going on? And she basically tells me that he got hazed by his lacrosse lacrosse team and that they stole his um, dorm key. And so then that's why she's struggling to get in because she has his keys, but none of them are working because they took it. So she asked if he can come throw up in my bathroom. And I'm like, great, of course, sure. Yeah, come on. Damn. Come on down. So he literally gets, I'm pretty sure he was like, it, maybe he had his underwear on, but like literally like naked in my shower throwing up for the next couple hours. My friend comes over and that knows both of them. And we're just like, fuck, like, what do we do? And we like had told the person downstairs because it was like to the point that it's like, do we need to call, do we need to call the police? Like, he needs to go to the hospital. Not even, like, he needs to go to the hospital. Or the, like, yeah, call, like, the ambulance, I mean, yeah. So, I don't even remember what happened the rest of that night. I think we called, it's, my friend's mom, like, worked in a nurse's office, so we're, like, calling for her medical opinion. Yeah. And I think they ended up, 
the uh, firefighters did end up coming, taking him out on a stretcher and stuff. He was fine and he didn't, he shouldn't have, he didn't need to go to the hospital, but better safe than sorry. Of course. I think a week or two goes by and I'm at this point so annoyed and grossed out because I'm like, okay, I hazed. Like if you don't drink, I like, I get that that's a, that's a huge problem in like frats and stuff, but it's like, it wasn't even, like, he literally doesn't drink at all. And, like, why would you suddenly take, like, I guess he had had, like, 15 shots throughout the night. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, there's no way that... You like, can't handle that. No like, one can. Why? And it's a sports team. It's not even, like, it's not a like frat. they can kick you off the team. The frats yeah. are deciding who's in it. The sports team is not deciding who stays on the team. I mean, I guess you have to... I'm not going to pretend to identify with having to... With sports. But I don't yeah, identify with sports. <laughs> literally. But I'm like, it just seemed weird. It doesn't seem like, I get that people pressure people into drinking, but it just, it seems strange for someone as like confident and as opinionated as him usually that he would have just gone along with it if he wasn't just like, hey, like, yeah, I could totally hang. And like, I don't think they were hazing him basically is what I'm getting at. Like, I think he, he was just... just- he stupid. drank too much and they encouraged yeah. him to do it. But like, had he been like, hey, actually, I don't drink at all. I don't think they would have forced him to drink 15 shots. That's not. No. A week or two goes by and I get a phone call calling me in to the dean of students. Stop. To give like, like a testimony or something. Literally, I just like unlocked this memory recently because I totally forgot it even happened. And I was go- talking to my friend that was there in the dorms that night. And we're like. What other stuff happened to us in college? And I'm like, remember that one time that it was basically me that, like, testified to then get the lacrosse team kicked off campus? Shut up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that wasn't... I'm pretty sure my thing ended up being, like, who's going to have that many shots when they literally don't drink ever? Like, kind of, like, it, it doesn't feel like they... I don't know. Like, maybe they forced him, but it seems a little strange to me. And from what I know, he's very vocal about that he doesn't drink. So, I don't know. So, and I wait, guess did the lacrosse team get kicked off? For a, at least a season. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And you, too. It's like, it's not like you went to, like, a small, like, 2,000-person liberal say, I don't, the, But it wasn't, like, the, it's not like the football team equivalent. Like, True. the lacrosse team wasn't, I don't know what the leagues are like or anything. It wasn't, like, But I division. feel like I don't know much about the sports community, but... Just based on following, like, our global and national news, it seems as though there's a lot of ongoing issues with lacrosse teams I'm, I'm that are very serious. Phoenix New Times. ASU, ASU lacrosse team forced underclassmen to drink excessively, wrote things like bitch tits all over their bodies. Oh, so I guess it was more than one person. Um, oh, my gosh. Have they not heard of what goes on with fraternities? Are they not familiar? Oh my God. This is so, this literally is so much. Now I feel like I just sound like an asshole. This sounds worse than. And there had to have been something more serious that happened than it someone getting. Hot sauce, a... laced liquor. I mean. There was, he was, the rookies were forced to participate in a drinking relay in which they raced to see who could finish a bottle of liquor the fastest. But again, if you don't drink, that isn't. Something, I don't know. It just sounds like fraternity rush to me. But oh, apparently some of them had adult diapers on. Oh. 
We but, should actually... um, the, I think that how it ended up them getting kicked off is because this guy that threw up in my shower, he went to the oh. school. Like, it wasn't like someone found out. It was like, no, no, he ratted on them and blamed it all on them when I didn't think that that was seemed like it was really. That's interesting. And then guess who transferred? He did. That's crazy. I can't believe you were involved in that. I, I forgot. Gosh. It's, Look at you. He was, he was seeking damages for negligence, battery, assault, and aiding and embedding. Wow. And you came to his rescue. Yet another reason I'm still lobbying for Lily to do some sort of true crime podcast because you've already been involved in a criminal situation in which you helped testify against the lacrosse team at ASU. I think I was more testifying for the lacrosse team. <laughs> but, um, <sighs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, well, well, you know, we could go on and on about our school experiences forever, which we definitely will in upcoming episodes, I'm sure. But are you ready for the final segment? I am. All right. So long, share well. I hate us so much more now. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we share, as we say, farewell. <laughs> Get it? Share well. Um, just basically some things that brought us joy this week. And Lil, I'm curious to know what brought you joy. Was it something small or large? Um, I feel like my stuff is always, I don't do a whole lot. So <laughs> <laughs> my joys are usually like, oh, I found this cool thing to watch. Well, that's um, great. But all of the things that I watch are really dark. So it feels weird to say that it cheered me up but um I've tried to think I've, I feel like I watched a few new shows have you watched night. um Amy Schumer's new documentary expecting no, documentary no yeah it's a three-part series about her pregnancy on HBO Max 10 out of 10 recommend well I'll just go with that because you brought up HBO Max um two series that I've started yes uh, my I've brought this up before I am better that they don't just have it all come out at once and you have to wait for each episode yes, every week you're right but um, what's the one is uh, it's the Golden State Killer documentary series. Oh, you know I'm not watching that. That's terrifying. It's called is I'll that, Be Gone in the Dark. Is that the Patton Oswalt um, yeah, deceased yeah. wife thing? Yeah, That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And um, it's only three episodes in, I think, but it's pretty. It's intense and really well done. Really appreciate the graphics. Um, and then I started another one that I feel like you would also not love but it's really good and it's not a documentary um it's called i may destroy you oh yeah i heard that it's really 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 good but it's heavy i don't even know how to describe it because i was telling a friend about it the other day and i was like it's i'd say kind of a dramedy but like also like it's not usually funny like there's funny moments i guess but it's mostly like fuck i don't even know what the plot is but i've seen a lot of friends posting that like they're liking watching it, but it's just, it's like hard to watch because I think sometimes things are that are more real or actually always things that are, that are more real are like, even if they're funny, like hard to get through. Well, and it's like, it. I wouldn't even, I think I saw it classified as a dramedy, which is the only reason I would even say that. Otherwise mm-hmm. I would have just said drama. Yeah. But it, um, I, I've seen other six episodes so far. I watched them all in a day. They're only 30 minutes. Whoa. But it's essentially a girl that is, um, I think it's like she has a something on Twitter that goes viral and then gets a book deal. So, and it's like, I think it's Chronicles. Of Narnia? 
I love that series. <laughs> I want to say, I think they Chronicles of a Dark Skin Millennial or okay. something uh-huh. is what it's called. Um, and so the main character is an author and it starts with like her finishing a deadline and then she goes out and gets supposedly sexually assaulted. Oh. But gosh. we don't see that happen and she doesn't remember it because she just blacks out and mm-hmm. then like throughout the I think it even it's the first episode that starts happening she starts getting flashes of Ooh, remembering flashbacks. what happened and I've never watched a show that had such like that it makes you feel so secondhand uncomfortable because even though that isn't like a that doesn't happen to me that I black out and get like a random flash of something right I can't imagine because it's like also, I've not experienced a trauma like that mm-hmm. where it is coming back in flashes and it's getting triggered by certain things. And then the rest of the series so far has just been her kind of trying to figure out what happened slash coping with what happened by then, like doing more drugs and getting fucked up. I, the whole thing, I'm just watching it like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But um, it's really, really, really good. Well, let me know how it goes. Let me know if it's so appropriate that's just my, for like, me. that's like, really light thing I wanted to share. Um, I got HBO Max so I can watch Friends over and over again. So that's where I'm at, in case you were wondering. Um, but my share well is directly related to you. And I have to give you a major, major thank you for introducing me to the icon and legend that is acupuncturist Dr. Oh. Robert Youngs. Yeah. Okay. This guy is amazing. I know that you met him through Clever, and then he kind of became like your acupuncturist for a while. Actually, yeah, there's two episodes on Clever, and they have so many views. So Um, many. He's delightful, and his dog is really cute. His dog is so cute. He also did a video with the Try Guys, but I had never done acupuncture before, like, last week. I've gone two weeks in a row, and, I mean, I'm, like, definitely skeptical about everything in general, but I'm always down to try something new. Like I'm very much the person who's like, yeah, I'll do that once. I'll do it. Whatever. Anywho, I'm laying there on the table and he starts putting all the needles in and he put one in my leg that I guess was for my stomach. Cause it's like never in the place. Like your leg will hit your stomach, your toe will hit your kidney, whatever. Um, and he put one in my leg and I swear to you, I was like, Ooh, like pool noodle status. Like, felt like I was, like, drunk or something, but, like, very happy and loopy. Um, Then he put them in my ovaries, like, this week because I was going for, like, fertility. And it felt so weird. I could feel it, like, inside of my soul. Like, it's weird because I've... I just said this to someone the other day. I, meditating has never been something that I've really been able to uh-huh. do, which come to find recently, I think, is because I didn't know how to take a deep breath using my diaphragm. Correctly. Until, like, literally a year ago. But I think the closest I've ever come to, like, being in a meditative state is from acupuncture. Because when he leaves you afterwards with all the needles in to nap, they leave you for, like, 40 minutes. And you're just, like... It's like you're dreaming, but you don't usually fall all the way asleep. And it's this weird in between. And uh, do you feel like, did you feel groggy after? I, you know this, I'm not a person who's like a chill person. Like, that's why I can't imagine you doing it. You know me, like, when have I ever taken a nap? Never. Like, it's just not something that comes to me at all. Not even, I wouldn't even say comes easily. It just does not come. So he put all the needles in me. And, you know, then he left me there. By the way, he put one right here in my neck, which I'm pointing out if you guys are watching a video. When he put this in, 
I literally felt like a worm wiggled through my whole upper body. Like I could, and he was like, oh, that's your chi. And I, and I was like, well, what is my chi? And he's like, it's your energy. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what mine is telling me, but if, what's it telling you? And he's like, you're very connected. I'm like, okay, cool. So he leaves the room and I'm not kidding you. I didn't fall asleep, Lil. I'm same as you, but I felt like my body became one with the bed. Like I was a part of the bed. And I was like the most relaxed I've ever been maybe in the last 10 years. It's insane. I think it also has something to do with not being able to move. Yeah. And like knowing that like, I mean, I guess you could move a little, but it kind Kind of of. depending on where they are. But um, it's crazy. I'm not someone that's like super into like energies and chakras and everything. But even when I went to my um, Rolfing massage person, Uh which if you don't know what that is, I feel like google it because I don't even know how to really describe it it's like they take their fingers and they like dig into different parts like it she essentially calls herself like a chiropractor for her muscles and ligaments so it's like she's aligning this like all the soft tissue instead of your bones but um she did stuff on like my chest where it's like you press down on the sternum and work in there and it's like that's something that you never really are ever accessing she told me before she did it, but she's like, I don't know if you like are into energies and stuff, but like a lot of people say that your chest here is where you hold all of like your repressed emotions and like all of your, oh my God, she started doing it. This weird, overwhelming, like need to cry, but like, you're not crying about anything. It's literally just like, release. and it's not like your eyes are watering, like you're crying, but it's like this weird release that it's insane. That's so, so cool. I feel like it's similar with acupuncture that it's like certain little areas are just like I don't know how it all works but I think activating certain muscles are like just there's su- there's stuff that I feel like needs to be worked on that you just like can't even really access based on normal movements I, I but it loosens everything up I am buying all of it I'm drinking all the tea I'm doing all the things there's like, a reason all of that medicine exists oh my gosh 100 percent like He actually told me, this is the thing that blew my mind most. And I could go on and on about all the conversations he and I have had because I'm hugely a a big believer in like the mind body connection, like soul spirit, whatever you want to call it. Like, absolutely. I think that that is like paramount in life. Like if I'm stressed out, I'm going to get symptoms, not just as a zit, but like in my back, in my stomach, I'm going to have to feel like I'm like going to like poop 24 seven. Like I... I totally buy into that. What he told me, which blew my mind, is this. Did you know that in China, specifically where people practice mindfulness and take herbs and do acupuncture just as a part of like their normal life, they do not experience menstrual cramps or symptoms of menopause at all. It is a strictly Western thing. He asked me, he's like, oh, do you get cramps when you have your period? And I was like, yeah, but they're not crazy, like a five or a six. And he's like, oh, I can already tell you have a very high pain tolerance based on everything you've told me. So yours are probably like an eight or a nine, but you don't act like it. He's like, if you take these herbs, so now I'm taking 15 pills a day. If you take these herbs and you come to acupuncture, you will no longer have cramps at all. You will not. They will go away. He's like, women in China, do not experience this. It's only the Western cultures. I feel like I'm going to have to do some research into that. Honestly, Lil, like Dr. Young's is the bomb. I'm obsessed with him. 
Thank um, you. Which also the last thing I'll say is um, I just watch. See, that's my thing is I watch too much stuff and then I forget. I can't keep track of it all. Um, <laughs> have you heard of a guy named Wim Hoff? No. Who is Mr. Hoff? I saw a video a while ago when I got in my um, Yes Theory hole when uh-huh. I binged. I'd like never seen a video and then I binged all of them in like two weeks. Um, they go to Iceland, I'm pretty sure. And they do some, he has like a class that he's doing and they basically are all going to do like a, a 20 minute ice bath and he's going to teach his breathing method, which has, he's like the ice man and he does these like he runs through the glaciers and barefoot in shorts and then like does these polar plunges and like his broken like 25 world records and does is all this the guy stuff. that was with zach efron probably recently I, anyways I continue continue he he's literally if you look up his name he's done like every video vice did a documentary about him he's all over the place but he has this breathing method which i think generally it's like breathing in and out quickly 30 times and then taking deep breaths in holding it as long as you possibly can and then letting it out but all of it is very like diaphragmatic breathing as right. well so people say they'll they'll do it for even like 30 days and it's like life changing and they'll like stop taking anxiety medication and they have more wow. energy and it like helps release um adrenaline and he does it like during like physical taxing things, but people do it as just like a daily meditation kind of practice. Huh. And that's interesting. He supposedly the most uh, crazy part was he, I don't know. I feel like I saw one thing that said Ebola and the other thing, it's just like a bacterial infection or something that they gave him. They injected him with a, like a virus. They inject him with something. And I'm what? pretty sure they say Ebola and he cures himself using meditation and like ice baths. Okay, well, that might be pushing it for me, but um, but it's it, it's insane that because it's yes, the mind body connection, but I think even with my back and figuring everything out, it's been almost the opposite to me. That yes, the body mind no, connection for sure, and, and I then think it's like, that makes sense. You're stressed, so that's causing things, but it's not like your stress is causing it. It's your stress, so then you're tensing and you're doing something or holding your breath, and that's the biggest thing that I've realized is how much I'm holding my breath and not realizing it. And if you're not getting oxygen to the rest of your body, then it can't. It like heal. it can't function. And I think so. you're right. It can also be not mind body, but body mind. Where like it makes sense that like if you get an injury or you hurt yourself or like have been through what you have, your body hurts. So then it makes your brain hurt and it makes your like your spirit sad and weakened. And it's like all a cycle. All well, and you just feel cycle. like, and then you have people telling you, oh, it's because you're stressed. It's because of this. And it's like, yeah, but actually it hurts because this bone is out because I was stressed. So first we need to get that bone back in and then we can work on like meditating. No, it's but crazy. It's, it's been crazy. like a lot of figuring out that like, if something feels wrong, that's probably because there's something causing it. Absolutely. Which is why I'm always a huge fan of like being your own advocate. If you go to a doctor and they tell you you're okay and you don't think you're okay, you're not okay. So like you got to keep fighting for yourself. And explore other like go to acupuncturists, go to car. I mean, everyone says don't go to chiropractors. I literally don't know what I would be doing right now if I hadn't gone to a chiropractor because none of the doctors I go to, I like give them all my symptoms and they're like, you're fine. Get a surgery. You're getting your back open. I'm like, what? No, I'm not that old. What do no, you mean? absolutely but, not. Um, wow. Lily, who would have thought we would have been like pioneering for people's medical rights on this show? That's, I was telling someone about the other day. Like, <gasps> uh, wow. I wish I could like address my back myself. And I'm like, 
Uh, but the only reason I can do it is because it moves so much and it's constantly moving out of place that like I just have to casually push it back. So no, I don't wish that. No, it's actually crazy. I've witnessed you do it so many times. I think I'm completely desensitized to it at this point. But you'll be like, oh, my rib's out of place. And just well, like I, pop it I back just, in. Uh, the back, like, I don't know. If you're watching the video version of this, yeah, Lily is showing a, her back. a view of how I, this skin is like loose. Like there's extra skin around my spine and I can pull it. If you're not watching the YouTube video of this, you, you have to go it. watch it. it. Just yeah. made a noise. I heard but it. I basically pull it out and it'll pull like scar tissue away from my spine and make it pop. It's wild. Soon so. enough, Lily, you're going to have to just like write a book about all of your experiences because honestly, I think after everything you've been through, you could really be such an advocate and help so many people <laughs> with your like, story. End of story. Go get your tailbone fixed. <laughs> Because that's everyone I'm convinced. It's like all tailbone, pelvic, lower back area, and then it fucks up everything else. 100%. Including TMJ. That's the biggest. My jaw doesn't... Well, it is right now, but... It's crazy. Wow. Crack a little and then... Doesn't pop anymore. Used to pop like twice on both sides. That's so wild. It's so crazy. Like, me having a front seat to this whole journey of yours, like, I don't even know how you're still doing it. So you win person of the year. I've just been like sleeping for months. Um, Well, with that, I feel like this episode is overshare. This episode of overshare has come to an end. If you guys are listening to this on anywhere that podcasts exist, please do us a huge favor. Subscribe, give us a rating and even leave a review because that really, really helps us. And if you are watching this on YouTube, leave a comment and let us know like, Did you get in trouble at school too? I hope that you did. And I hope we're not the only losers who are willing to overshare these embarrassing experiences. We even didn't even get in trouble though. Give us some good stories. (laughs) Or did you get out of trouble because you're a baby genius like we are? I love cheating the system (laughs) stories. So those are great. Oh my gosh. Maybe we could do a, a video on that. Cheating the system. I, I That's how to, I got through college. <laughs> I need to cheat the system this week, so I have a story to tell. We Anyways, can do that. We can share like um like the the secrets for like in high school too. And it's like word documents of like changing the font size of all the periods. I don't even know what you're talking about. You're I speaking can another cheat so language. many systems. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for today, you guys. Anyways, guys, this video, this episode is over, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.